Hey guys, and welcome to the Pause Podcast. This podcast is made especially for you, people who want genuine experiences, genuine people, and a genuine me. Okay, I haven't done that in hell long, but finally did it. Today, guys, we have a special guest. His name is Christian DeRaza. Hello. Yes, hey. Christian, can you uh, tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Um, yeah. Uh, I've known Andrew since high school, um, hey. and I work at Starbucks right now, mm-hmm. working as a shift. Um, play a lot of video games nice. uh, sometimes maybe too much but it's always a lot of fun <laughs> that's good and uh yeah nice nice do you uh are you currently in school right now um as of the moment no no okay yeah. and how old are you 23 23 i was about to say 19 for some reason i don't know <laughs> we're the same age okay and we've known each other since high school and you work at starbucks yeah full-time full-time all right let's let's start with starbucks what do you uh what do you do at starbucks what's your position uh, I'm a shift supervisor at Starbucks. So, um, so like in other words, manager, I lead kind of like the, <laughs> I kind of like lead the like day to day kind of tasks and all mm-hmm. that, making sure that, uh, you know, the store doesn't burn down. You mm-hmm. know, uh, making sure everyone gets their breaks, get all the stuff done for anyone else during the day. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much, that's pretty much what I do at Starbucks is making sure that everything's okay and that mm-hmm. uh, no mm-hmm. one's upset. Which Starbucks do you work at? You don't have to be like super specific. But yeah. The, if uh, people have like a general gist. Yeah, uh, I work at the one in San Ramon. It's actually in a mall, so it's kind of oh, like a nice. mall Starbucks That's too. Cool. I know. I was yeah. asking for so I was like, wait, specific one? No, hold on. That's weird. Yeah, so I work in a mall, um, San Ramon. San Ramon, yeah. exactly. Not so people don't stalk you. <laughs> uh, that's cool. And how long have you been working for Starbucks for? Uh, I've been working for Starbucks for about I think this will be two years in November. Wow! Congrats. Yeah. Cheers. Um, so I've been there. I've uh-huh. been uh, a barista for about four years now. So it's been wow. been that's in coffee crazy. for a long time now. So you know how to make everything and anything. I know how to make a lot of things. That's for sure. That's interesting. So when it comes to, I want to ask like a lot about your management, but yeah. we'll go for like the Starbucks drinks first. Mm-hmm. What's like the best drink to make for yourself? Like shoot, after a long day, do you just get like a black coffee? Or, like what do you what do you usually get? Honestly, you know what? For me, it's it's about trying different things. Mm-hmm. So for me, because I have the ability to make random things out of yeah. nothing um some days it could be something like a a milkshake that's not on the menu that i can make or huh. um try like recently i've been doing messing around with like coffees and teas together yeah that's interesting yeah so i've been doing coffee oh. teas we just created one called spicy italian that i might be uh huh. I might end up selling for our store kind of thing so wait what yeah, really? yeah, yeah. wait hold on hold on so you made the drink yeah and you're gonna sell it yeah, uh, it's going to be at Starbucks, um, at Dude, least just from my sick. location, so it'll be really nice, yeah. I didn't even know you could do that. You, yeah. you had the power to do that. It's one of those things where Starbucks likes to get people to try different things, to make mm-hmm. different things, mm-hmm. and um, every Starbucks location wants to try and make themselves different, even though they are the same. That's very true. Um, yeah. So what we tried to do at ours was, um, every once in a while, we'll try and create a challenge to get people to try and make drinks or some type of concoction mm. that they make that will be yeah. really good that we think our customers might like as well yeah. but they'll that's never right. get to experience usually because they it's don't. not an actual made item so yeah. uh, for us it's for me it's creating those type of things and uh-huh. it's one of the ones that I've just been uh, playing around with recently okay so you, you call it spicy Italian the spicy Italian okay. yeah why is it why does it have that name uh, I'm just, I'm so uh, our coffee that we use uh, for it is Italian roast mm-hmm. um, a lot of people don't really like it usually because it's a dark roast and it's a very bitter after tasting dark roast. Got it. Uh, I'm trying to follow on just because like I'm not into the coffee realm. Yeah. But yeah, continue. continue. Yeah, no problem. Um, 
it's it's kind of got like a sweet start but it's just mm. it's so bitter that a lot of people end up just kind of passing over it mm. um okay. so i looked around and tried testing out things to try and get out that bitterness from yeah. the coffee and i ended up on defense tea which is a tea that not a lot of people really like as defense well defense tea that's what yeah. it's called yeah it's kind of like um we had this thing we call it a um like a i think it's called like a medicine ball or oh. it, it's kind of changes per location yeah. but um it's pretty much like a sick tea that we usually make and this was like mm. their second version of it that they made called the defense tea to kind of get you to like oh, okay like this would be the thing to have if i'm sick kind of thing oh okay um, kind of like um what are the things when people have hangovers like a bloody mary yeah yeah yeah. i don't know if that relates (laughs) but um but yeah so like it it was a tea that not really many people kind of look into Mm. and don't really i haven't really seen a lot of people like and then an Mm. italian roast that not a lot of people like because of how bitter it was i was like let's just combine it let's see how it goes and um it took the bitterness away but while also kind of giving like a fall kind of smell taste to it oh yeah so it became kind of like a really pleasant coffee tea that we ended up making have you have you like given it to your fellow employees absolutely um what what do they say about it a a lot of them like it it's actually really cool it's good right um i gotta try this thing now yeah um a lot of people uh that are more coffee oriented Mm -hmm. um definitely liked it because they were not a big fan of the italian roast because of how bitter it was so for them it was like holy crap like you completely changed the flavor to still kind of have that italian roast but it just changes the flavor so it has more of a a fall sense to it and because we're in fall it's just perfect timing for it yeah that sounds so wonderful it sounds like you i mean like you know how chefs have like the little oomph yeah they make you're like a you know what do they call barista? Yeah. That just like has their own. And every, I think all the Starbucks employees you said have that power to do that. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like that's something that I try and create with like the team that I end up that's helping cool. with and yeah. working with is that every single day we try and go in there and see like, what can we make? What can we do? And mm-hmm. yeah, we'll still help our customers out. Yeah. We'll still get things done, but it's about trying to create like that passion in our baristas to try and experience mm-hmm. or make something new that they might like or someone else might like too. Wow. Okay. Have you always had that? that mindset as a leader or like how, how long have you been in that position um i've been in this position team? for about a year maybe a little bit longer than that okay and have you always had that kind of mindset that yeah you yeah absolutely i i mean yeah. i think when i started out as a barista i wasn't really sure that i wanted to be in here to start yeah, um, yeah. and as i went from uh, a more licensed store mm-hmm. for starbucks and a target to uh, the e-bar in nordstrom mm-hmm. i got to experience a lot of different types of coffee and got to really enjoy the idea of experimenting Mm -hmm. and I started realizing that not just me but a lot of baristas as well were Mm -hmm. really liking the idea of coming to Starbucks not just um, to work but it was more the idea because they liked coffee or liked drinks around it and what we can do to kind of like inspire that or to make them want to be there Mm -hmm. by getting them to like explore all these different types of like coffees or combinations that we can do um, like an entrepreneur from yeah exactly the world. yeah, yeah that's so. really interesting okay as, as a leader of like Starbucks because I when I was lead at uh, New Balance right? I worked at New Balance for like mm-hmm. two two and a half years and I think it was not it was like the last not last year I don't even know it was so long ago anyway <laughs> that was the lead and I think the hardest part for me was becoming because I was a friend first right like yeah. I was an associate like a lot and then moving up to lead I think the difficulty there was like them seeing me as a as a leader have you have you done that have you been to that or is it yeah a- oh absolutely um okay. i mean it was 
it was a little bit tough at the beginning, but I think mm. um, for me personally, one of the biggest things that I got my team to get right mm-hmm. off the bat was like, I was really up for straightforward with what anything I did with them. Yeah. Um, like if I had to go into the back and like be gone for an hour, I'd be like, hey, like this is exactly what I'm doing. So they understood kind of like my placement, what I was trying to do, where mm-hmm. I was trying to put them. Yeah. Um, but I also showed that I cared about them and their life. Like that was one of the biggest things for me that I felt like I that worked for me yeah. was um, yeah. getting to know more about them and wanting like for them to want to work with me. Like mm-hmm. for me, I think that if you kind of just give people a job and just tell them what to do all the time, mm-hmm. people won't end up wanting to work for you or work uh, just in general in that place. Yeah. Um, and so for me, it was the sense of like becoming their friend and I was already their friend to begin with. Yeah. So just getting them to understand like, yeah, our positions are now a little bit different, uh-huh. but at the end of the day, like I still want your input just as much as you'll want my input. So. Wow. Um, kind of like that trade-off of like not everyone knows everything yeah, and we can exactly. help each other out and exactly. at the end of the day if you try to help me I'll always try and help you yeah so we all have a good chef together oh so, yeah. that's, that's interesting so you know how every workplace or like places you go there's at least that one manager who's like the strict you know the one up your butt yeah you know like people don't like I don't know if that was the right thing but um, and then you also have like the really kind one that everyone goes to because you know they'll say yes and stuff and like they're just really chill. Yeah, we're on that scale, right? From like one being like super super nice mm-hmm. and that yeah you, the always yes person yeah. manager to like ten the stick up your butt like I hate <laughs> this person. Where do you think your coworkers would would rate you on? Uh, probably on the kinder side. I try as much as I can to mm-hmm. be a yes man in that sense for them. Okay. Um, okay. because. My philosophy on being a shift is mm. if you're going to lead anyone, um, everyone else should be happier than you at the end of the day. Mm. So your shift, technically, all the baristas should be smiling. Everyone should be happy. All of them are interacting with our like, yeah. like customers and you know just each other on a mm. daily basis. So I would rather sacrifice me being the happiest one mm-hmm. and just having a relaxing day mm-hmm. and just let them enjoy it for what it yeah. is and so that every single time when they come back they'll be like yeah i want to be here i want to be with chris i want to work with chris today so Dude, for that, me yeah. yeah no that's that's really interesting to talk about I, don't, I, I was thinking about how like a lot of when i was lead i always wanted to make myself happy yeah i had a big ego stick and like <laughs> yeah i'm the power hungry but like at the end of the day you know it is it is right to make them happier than you are i actually like what you said about your whole philosophy making them like way more happy than you are at the end of the day like no matter what yeah right and what are like some ways that you can make that happen for them are there like things you specifically do Um, to make them happy i know one of them you said was like caring for them genuinely like looking into their stories yeah see if they're doing okay um one is always asking just how their day is of course and see Mm -hmm. what the what's happening around them um for a barista, uh, we have different positions in the store, like mm-hmm. um, someone's going to be on bar, someone's going to be on register, yeah. someone's going to be taking care of the tasking and stuff. Um, and usually I'll put myself on tasking and ask them like, hey, what do you want to do today? And sometimes it kind of creates a, a conflict of interest for a couple right. of them yeah, because someone will want to be on bar, or both of them will, will be. That's fair. Um, but at the end of the day, I'll just end up being like, hey, like maybe half the day we'll do it today. Mm-hmm. Like you can be on bar and then they will be or always come up with a compromise to make them all happy at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and also, if I see anyone struggling, like 
I'll pull them out and like mm -hmm. be like, hey, just take a sec, like take a deep breath, like do what you need to do. I'll take mm -hmm. over when you're ready. Like you come back out. And because my team knows that like, wow. I'll be there to support them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are very, very kind. <laughs> yeah. So because yeah, like yeah. they know I'm going to be there to support them. Mm -hmm. They don't take that. They don't they don't take that extra like, oh, like, oh, he's going to be here to help me. All right. Well, then I'm just going to stress out and then I'll just chill out in the back for like 30 minutes. Like they, they all understand. That. No, like they, huh. they all understand that. Um, me trying to do that when I have other stuff to do, like to them, it's like, oh, okay, like he was nice enough to do this for me. Mm -hmm. Let me go and like get back in there. Like, let me show what I can do um, and let him get to his stuff later. Wow. So, yeah. How do you, that's so, that's so intriguing because what, in my experience, when I give people, you know, like the, I'm trying to see, think of all these sayings and I'm, I feel like I'm, they're just coming out wrong. But when I, you know, when I do stuff for people, right, mm -hmm. I, I am the yes man. Usually yeah. that ends up with people taking advantage of me, right? That's how you. That's how people, I guess, incorporate, and that's my yeah. experience. But how how do you, how do you prevent that? How do you? Um, for me, sometimes it happens. Like there's, you're always gonna have someone who's always gonna try and go yeah. one over you, kind of thing. Of um, yeah. But I think that to minimize it, it's mm -hmm. the idea that you give it straight to them. Like sometimes, like if they're not feeling a certain position, walk mm -hmm. them through it. Like. Uh, if I see someone stressed on bar and I take over for them that one time when it's done and it's slow when they come back out I'm like hey so like tell me what's wrong tell me what what was the thing that got you not to feel that way about yeah. this or um, kind of like to get them to understand mm -hmm. what they could do better in that situation or what mm -hmm. what maybe they could change and sometimes it's maybe that they just don't like bar and like maybe they took that chance to try it out again yeah and they're like now that every single time they're like fuck well Chris is there he can go and do it yeah. like I'll just wait for him to go on bar but instead <laughs> yeah, yeah. I assume people have that mindset um, and sometimes it's just the idea like hey if you just want to register like mm -hmm. I understand like I appreciate you trying to branch out and trying to get better as a barista in different areas but mm -hmm. if that's not something you're interested in I'll get you on register like I'll get you somewhere that you're comfortable in so that mm -hmm. at the end of the day like you won't feel like you need to cheat me out of anything to go and like enjoy yourself or anything like <laughs> yeah. that. Like, okay, so we'll find you something. Yeah, yeah. To find the compromise. Let's find that compromise. In that, okay, has there ever been like a situation where one employee wants the ca like cashier, the other person wants the cashier, and you, you know they both can't be on it. Yeah. But you oh, just, like, absolutely. I mean, it's. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Like, yeah. yeah. There's oh, a moment yeah. inside. Um, there's always that moment where everyone um, wants to get on one thing sometimes yeah. it's everyone wants to be on register other times everyone's like why can't i be on bar today yeah um and that's where like because i work so often every single day mm -hmm. um i get to see everyone continuously so sometimes yeah. i make compromise compromises for like days out like wow. all right like really? i see you two both working on this day we'll switch it up on that day like it's oh, wow. nice. I try and plan ahead for a lot of the stuff just because <laughs> yeah. I'm like I know what's happening like I, sure. I could tell I know I have been lucky enough to know my baristas and stuff uh -huh. so well now that yeah. I'm like I know exactly what everyone wants to do but even then I'll like still ask to see because sometimes they like to try things out preferences um, oh, exactly that's so cool. yeah yeah okay so for people who are listening to the audience for Starbucks like functions right just in terms of functions mm -hmm. what are like the functions at your store that people need to be working like cashier oh or yeah yeah and like the rules and um, so we have a couple different ones depending yeah. on how busy it gets uh -huh. uh, we have a register a cashier mm -hmm. role um, we have a bar role we have a support role which is pretty much mm -hmm. running anywhere that you're needed mm -hmm. uh, a customer support which should take care of coffee restocking 
being out in the lobby and like mm. just interacting with their customers. Um, if you're at a really busy store, there's even one for a handoff plane where okay. your whole job is to clean up any spills on the, like where you're handing off any drinks yeah. to the customers, as well as just interacting with customers. You stand there and just be like, how are you doing? What's really? up with you? Yeah. And so it kind of creates a nice dynamic where if you do have enough for that, for that last person, like yeah. that last person creates connections with customers that they always re will remember. And it also helps that customers won't be handling each other's drinks and touching everyone's stuff. Yeah. And instead having that person there would be like, oh, like what drink are you looking for? Let me help you out with that. So, uh, that's yeah. interesting. So the person, the person at the bar is the person making. Always will be making the drinks. The drinks, but yeah. nothing else. Nothing else. Their whole job is just, uh -huh. what is this recipe? What can I do for it? And then wow. just make it on the spot. Okay, with the whole recipe thing, do you have to memorize that stuff? Or is there like a, a we, guidebook? I mean, we I'm have we have like little cheat sheets. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I like to think like when you first start at Starbucks, you probably got like a good month of learning. Like it's, I won't say like it's crazy because you got a month to learn all this stuff. And like really? usually I'd say like you'd be working like th maybe four days a week, three days a week maybe yeah. to kind of like remember this stuff. Um, but you'll start to realize like there's a lot of similarities in things and uh -huh. like very little small like tweaks that you just need to like put in there i'm curious like what like what um you can name some some things yeah that. exactly um let's see like for example uh someone orders a latte yeah. that's just milk and espresso shots but mm -hmm. then they order a cinnamon dulce latte that's going to be with cinnamon dulce syrup but it's still but the it's same still thing the same ingredients yeah and, and then if i do like a vanilla latte that's still the same thing it's just different syrup so like things <laughs> like that like it's a lot smaller and of course yeah. like at the time when you first start you like look at like a recipe book that is like it looks like a thick like dictionary like one of those small I would like little so. dictionaries yeah it looks like that yeah, but it's okay. it's really not as bad as it seems because like at least half of them are like pretty close to similar of yeah. what they are it's just a different syrup or like maybe one gets whipped cream or no shots at all yeah. like it's just a very small little tweaks to kind of change it. Dude, that is so interesting. I see. I always want to work at Starbucks. Cause yeah. <laughs> it's like all those little things you have to learn. Mm -hmm. um, what is like the hardest technical thing that people have to learn, like as a bar? Hmm. Okay. Um. Well, I would say like still like sometimes it could be. I I think one of two things. It's it's either the recipes in general. Sometimes some mm -hmm. people just get a little bit psyched out over it. Yeah. Um. Even after a month, and like mm -hmm. they just need time to learn it. Um. But overall, I think the biggest complaint I get for like the technical stuff yeah. is a frappuccino, maybe. Why? Why is that? Um, it just takes a lot of time and like there's a lot of really? different little things in there. Um, could you, if I had you explain my podcast right now, could you explain like the whole process of a, of a frappuccino? Uh, what, if I like, like had if put you, you right there? No, if you were like explain it right now. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean like... For a frappuccino, it's getting the coffee base, which yeah. is like our, our little frap roast that we actually have. So okay. we get our frap roast in there, yeah. uh, depending on the size, would be two, three, or four. Uh -huh. Then we're gonna go and get a little bit of whole milk that we put at the first like little black line that we have. There's about three black lines on your okay. cup that are gonna be there. Uh, so hold on. before you start, there's like a a cup. Yeah, it's just the regular cup, cup that you get at the end of the day. Okay. Like when you get your uh, Starbucks drink, yeah. that cup that we get, that ice yeah. cup, um, it has three black lines that I don't think a lot of people realize yeah. what they're for. No, that's I saw those. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know what those are for. Okay, continue. Yeah, no. Uh, so it's so we use the frap roast, and because we yeah. only we know the pumps of it, so we'll just splash it in there, uh -huh. and then we'll do um, whole milk up to that first black line that we have, which okay. kind of uh, mixes those two together. We'll put it yeah. into a pitcher, 
Um, and then it's just really scoops. So getting like a mm -hmm. scoop, of, if we're making a Java chip Frappuccino, we're gonna get yeah. scoops of Java chips, which is two, three, four yeah. again. We yeah. got um, mocha, so mocha uh, pumps, we'll do two, three, four, depending on like pumps what size. Because I know you yeah. have like those. So we have like a pumps. cold bar mocha, and then we, yeah. at ours, we actually don't have a cold bar um, like pump for oh, our really mocha. So, so um, we have to do, we have to think of it in cold bar pumps are half a pump of a regular, um, espresso bar wow. pump okay so we'll just like lessen it so we'll yeah. do like one pump or two pumps of it to kind of like make sure that we're still Even keeping in line uh -huh. um we get some ice in there we get um we have these uh coffee base and cream base which mm -hmm. i think a lot of people just think are just sugar um <laughs> but it ends up it actually is the only thing that breaks down the that, the frappuccino yeah. to make it what it is um oh, I so you know some people will be like oh you know you can leave that out and i'm like if you do it's gonna be the iciest drink you will ever taste <laughs> you will not get any of it um okay. yeah so wow. yeah That's and then from fun. there it's just blending putting yeah. it in and then if it gets whipped cream or gets some type of mocha drizzle on top or something like that with the whipped cream is there a specific way you whip cream it or you just do you know and then honestly um i it's i like to think it's kind of like an art like yeah, in the right? sense of like that's everyone right. everyone has their way of doing it right okay, and like right. some people have really nice whipped cream like you look at it and you're like dang that looks dang. really nice yeah, it's like all swirly yeah exactly i think someone joked around that like there's just one time i was someone else was doing whipped cream and they're yeah. just like man i wish mine was as sexy as that other person's i was like <laughs> well, what are you talking about like no, um yeah it's an art yeah i saw the movies like people you know do like it's very specific and everyone has a different technique to it okay. so it, it just really depends on like what makes you feel comfortable about yes. it and uh, whatever gets you to have the best looking one at the end of the day or whatever makes oh, you feel most comfortable. That's really interesting. Yeah. Okay, with the whole like, I forgot my question, but with Starbucks, I guess we can, instead of the drinks, because there is a lot of, about the drinks, like my friend, uh, I'm not gonna name her name here, I don't know if she would want me to, but she's like, you know, like the coffee connoisseur, you know? Like, yeah. People, oh my gosh, there's not everything I coffee. Like when you can taste it, yeah. Like, apparently, you know, there's different tastes. Oh, it's like wine. Like there's yeah. such like small little things in it that you'll like taste like, once oh, you get used to it. Coffee's not from here. It's from like the other side of the world. <laughs> like, well, I don't know if I can get what? that much into detail yet, but <laughs> yeah, you know. uh, But you know, people are on that level. Um, but in, just going being a Starbucks employee, like what are because you are a full timer. Mm -hmm. Like what are the good benefits? Like what are some benefits that you get? Oh, from working at Starbucks. Yeah, from working at Starbucks. Um, well, one is coffee knowledge. You definitely yeah, get to learn sure. that stuff, and um, it's always interesting getting to learn all that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. There's a we have an ASU program, which is something I'm going to be starting up in uh, spring. What is that? Uh, it's where so the um, owner of Starbucks uh -huh. um, graduated from ASU or Arizona State University. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so his That's whole cool. thing was he ended up uh, connecting with the college, and anyone who wants to take it technically can go and take college courses and get your um, bachelor's degree for free just by really? going through it yeah um, wow I didn't know that yeah so it's it's a really nice program yeah. um, so it, it's something that'll be really nice just get your bachelor's yeah. degree and if you want to stay with the company after like uh. you stay with the company if you don't like all for you did it just come out recently? No, this is something that's been around you have to work about 20 hours a week for it to just kind of keep it just 20 hours and you, you can have go to and do a, this. Wait, so you could be a part-time? You can be part-time. And still get that? And still get it. Just Dude, 20 hours. I don't people work at Starbucks? What? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the, that's the thing, though, is, like, just with that benefit alone is so nice. But then yes. you have to realize, like, I like to think that, like, Starbucks, I'm not saying that it's the craziest or hardest customer 
experience, mm -hmm. but I like to think it is one of the harder ones. It's like on there. The yeah. Oh, it's up there. Because um, yeah, it's so famous. And... My my joke to it is like anyone else who's in customer service that has mm -hmm. to deal with someone. Yeah. Sure, there's going to be some crappy people, but they've had their coffee. At Starbucks, <laughs> you haven't had your coffee yet when you come in. Yeah. So you get some people that you're like, wow, okay, here's your coffee. Hope, and hope everything else turns out fine today. <laughs> that's yeah. a good joke. But, oh, no, dude, that's so, it's so true because I, you know, I work in retail right now and like at H&M. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll complain every once in a while. Like we're just doing our own physical labor. But you guys, you guys are in such a confined little area. Yeah. And like all these angry people who come in the morning without the coffee, yep. about to go to work and so stressed out, anxiety. Mm -hmm. My gosh! Oh like, yeah, you guys all take the front force of it. Like you just absolutely. And like that's why that's <laughs> why it's become so important. Of like, it goes back to that point of like me trying to always like take over for a barista that's stressed yeah. out and stuff because like it gets it gets to be a lot sometimes. And like everyone has their breaking point. And like yeah. I can honestly tell you, like we've definitely had people mm -hmm. that have come and joined our team and then just like dipped out almost just as quick because mm -hmm. they were like I. It's a lot. You have to be a very specific type of person to take the stress. Yeah, yeah. So. What, okay. So in terms of like start... Okay, that's only questions for you. <laughs> I had. Have you ever had your breaking point one? I, I have. I've had it one time. One time. Um, okay. It was really busy. I was on bar. Mm -hmm. um, it's Bar is usually the place where you'll end up getting the most smack coming out of... Uh, because you're all constantly... Because you're the one making drinks. They'll yeah. ask you where their drink is. They would want you to stop your what you're doing oh, just to make sure you that you're asking oh yeah like, like they'll they'll come up and like they'll come up in a horde and like one after another like you could be like absolutely let me go and figure out where your drink is and after you do that you're like okay let me restart again like and then next thing you know next person comes up and they're like hey so i know you just talked to that person about their drink but where's my drink and then you have to stop and like try and keep going so it's just a lot of like stop and go and people people can get really aggressive over at yeah. um over at bar so it's like I remember I had, uh, it was at where I used to work um, oh. in Saramon for Starbucks and it was really nice spot. Like yeah. we got really busy all the time. Yeah, I remember um, that was spot. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And it, it's, it, run. it's, it's rough. Um, <laughs> yeah. But like, I usually think that I have some pretty good patience with people, mm -hmm. but that day mm -hmm. I just had one after another people just like upset because their food wasn't coming out fast enough, that mm. their drinks weren't coming out fast enough. Like we, you have to realize like, when there gets more than like 10 people that order like two drinks each that's that's 20 that's drinks at least and like then it just there's more food coming out as well there's oh like people mobile ordering on top of that yeah. and um at the end of the day we can only go so fast right and i just right. remember like i'd been there probably about like four hours just mm -hmm. like busting out drink after drink after drink trying to get through this like whole group of people oh um gosh. and at the time i was a barista so someone had been like hey like go and take your lunch like it's been good good yeah. job i just go to the back and like i just remember that story because i was so upset like i just swore in the back super loud and that place like andrew you, like you know like that place is small like it it's, is not, it's not it's not it's not a big spot dude i went in there i was like bro i don't know like now that you speak about the yeah. lines that accumulate there because mm -hmm. there's also like it's like a little plaza yeah. with like the you know norseman and all this right is that what mm -hmm. it's like? oh yeah it's yeah. it's like a little plaza and like you have to realize like our store is really yeah. small like we yeah. can like our line could probably have about 10 people in line before it reaches the door and like when it by that point it's already wrapping around yeah. inside the store oh. um and so it's just it's so 
I don't know. Yeah, that day was just something <laughs> else. Just, like, I, just, I just remember I just swore and like really loud and it got to the point where everyone in the lobby and everything, like all the baristas, all the chefs, our manager was there, everyone was there. And like I had sworn in the back, mind you. So like I thought I was like I could that yeah. that's where the it's soundproof, wow. we're good. No, yeah, like everyone game. stopped real quick, was like Well, you know, customers were nicer, baristas were <laughs> chilling out, you know. They're like, okay, um, I don't wanna mess with this guy. Yeah, this guy's <laughs> Yeah, like <laughs> They didn't, no one up until that point had realized that I could ever get upset. So it was like a really interesting point for them to be like, oh crap, like today really was his like breaking point because they'd never seen that come from me. And so you've had your personal experience and your personal fair share of it. But now that experience has kind of helped you to become a better lead. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's more the idea that after going through that stress myself and like, I think I'm a pretty patient person. So if I'm a pretty patient person, how could someone else who's not as patient feel mm. going into a situation like that and having to deal with it? Yeah. Um, I, and so it, it helps my leadership because it's it just brings more of like a human view on things. Like yeah. corporate view is more of like, yeah, like you got to get someone out there. Like they're just going to have to deal with it. Like that good for them. Go get it going. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, like for me, it's more of the idea like, hey, like yeah. as much as I would like to say, like, good luck. I know you're not, you're like... After today, if it's a really bad day, mm-hmm. that person's not gonna want to be there anymore. Mm-hmm. And like, I would rather them be there. So instead, I'll just, I'll take the brunt of it. I'll push them away, put them into a different spot. Mm-hmm. And while it's busy, I'll just take over for them. So that's really interesting. Okay. So to end up on the topic, what are some advices that you would give a newly started Starbucks uh, employee or people who want to work? Okay. For Starbucks. Yeah. Um, I was a little bit crazy when I first started. Uh, one of my, one of the things I did was um, yeah. after every shift, I would write down every single recipe. Wow. Uh, that took about like 15 minutes Dude, of just writing all these recipes. That's dedication yeah. bro, to learn. Um, but you don't have to be as dedicated as that. But the mm. point of it is like ask questions is one of my biggest things. Mm. Um, as a shift, I can only help you if you have a question. Yeah. Um, so come up tell me what's up. Like I'll be there to help mm. you every step of the way. But at the end of the day, like, if you want to learn this stuff, yeah, you have to ask a question and, like, ask someone to test you whenever you go in there. Or, like, if you're <clears throat> if you're one of those stores that, um, sorry, um, if you're one of those stores that end up, like, not really moving around many people, yeah, go to your shift who's leading that day and be like, hey, I want to try this place out. And, like, keep asking and keep asking until they put you there so that you can get that experience as well. Mm, okay, yeah. so ask away. Got it, got it. Do you need water, by the way? Yeah, I think yeah, I Yeah, go get some water real quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mr. Connor, okay. And that is that, that's one piece of advice. Is there any other piece of advice that you'd like to leave off with before we go on a little break? Um, I mean, honestly, like, don't, don't kind of sleep on Starbucks. Like, it's it's got some, it's got some good benefits. And like, yeah, I heard, yeah. Um, end of the day, like, like I said, it takes mm-hmm. a different type of person to be there, but mm-hmm. when you're there and you've been through it, you kind of feel accomplished for being able to be that one person that can take it. So yeah, no, yeah. I highly respect you after hearing literally <laughs> everything that all the stuff you've been through. Yeah, but cool. Thank you, thank you, Christian. All yeah. right, guys. So we're gonna go on a break. We'll be back in a few seconds. But go ahead and go ahead and get. I mean, well, I said it two times. Go ahead and get something to eat, uh, listen to some music, and we'll be right back. Peace. 
Hey guys, and welcome back to the Pause Podcast. Hope you guys had a great break. I know we did. I got a pillow behind my back now, and <laughs> we're chilling because I feel comfortable. But right now, since we did talk about Starbucks in the last segment, we're going to be talking about Christian's other life, right? And that is Rocket League. Yeah. All right. Rocket you want to tell them a little background about Rocket? Actually, just so the audience knows, what is Rocket League? Uh, Rocket League. Uh, is a multiplayer game online mm-hmm. um it's pretty much kind of like best way i would explain it for gamers perspective is fifa it's so it's soccer pretty much FIFA, that's, yeah, but that's, that. that's um yeah. but to really explain it it's uh-huh. soccer with cars <laughs> and the cars can fly in the air uh <laughs> that, that's the best way to explain it. yeah that's the best yeah. way i can explain <laughs> it um yeah. i mean there's so many different ways to like kind of connect it like there's hockey there's all these other sports and stuff that you mm-hmm. can connect it to um, which really make Rocket League such a interesting game in itself because mm-hmm. it's so it's the closest thing to a sports game. Yeah, that isn't technically a sports game, but it's also a game as well. But it plays like one. Oh, and it plays one like yeah. one too. There's a whole you know, there's goals and everything. There's a scoreboard on top. Mm-hmm. Like you really will feel like you're playing as a you know as a physical player on the yeah. field. Yeah. And the objective is to score as many goals as possible. Yeah. Within it's, the time it's literally just like a soccer game or yeah. any other sports thing where you're just trying to score in the other person's net uh-huh. and you're still trying to defend your own while you're doing it. That's good. And how long has this game been out on, on the marketplace? For, um, since, you know? I believe this game has been out for about four years, if not a little bit longer than that. I thought it only be two. Yeah. And it, it had a game that was a predecessor, which is, um, yeah, if I remember really? correctly, it's super acrobatic rocket-powered cars. <laughs> acrobatic. Oh, it's it was. That sounds like a. Really oh, it was long... quite the name. I can tell you that <laughs> yeah. much. Um, I didn't get what to play game it. Play? Yeah, exactly. yeah. You you say that a couple times <laughs> fast, right? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. That's interesting. You did you play that game too? I didn't get to play that one. That was oh. on. That one was on PlayStation Two, like a mm. couple couple ones back. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess it was so popular they ended up making Rocket League, which oh. is this new one. Um, wow. Where the physics are a lot better and like the animation and stuffs are a lot better, of course. So yeah, yeah, Wait, yeah. So they had that. Other, I forgot the name already. It's yeah, super aerodynamic. It's, it's, it's SARP. I think is the closest that you're probably yeah, gonna get to that. Yeah. But but so they had that out, and I'm well. I probably wouldn't have known about this because back in the day, I was playing like Xbox. I was like more of an Xbox yeah. player than a PS4 now. But and you said that game was popular. I mean, it was so. The interesting part to it was again, it was it was soccer with. Uh, it was soccer with cars, cars and rocket yeah. boost, or um, you know, and mm-hmm. so it was an interesting concept to the game. But in like PlayStation Two, like Xbox, like there was online, but it wasn't like to the extent that we have now, where it's like Whoa, there's like, so many people, massive. there's just it's just massive amounts mm-hmm. of players and stuff. Um, so it ended up being more of like a a, a land game. So in other words, a game mm-hmm. that you would play with friends in the same house or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And they did have online, but it wasn't like a queue there was no like waiting for another player it was like you started a match or you started a lobby up Uh and if someone around the world was playing and they're like oh look a lobby's up they can come join you and play oh it was like that yeah so it wasn't there wasn't really a like there wasn't any like competitive scene there wasn't Mm -hmm. really anything it was just there there, and it was a cool game it was cool setup and Mm Uh, like it didn't do them too too well but they brought it back because mm. you know they still saw that there was a fan base for it mm, um, yeah and okay. that's where Rocket League came so, in so back then they also had Call of Duty right Call of mm-hmm. Duty is where like the queues come in yeah and the whole competitive scene and all that 
for you, were you ever a Call of Duty player? Yeah, like, yeah, I played Call of Duty for Call a bit. Call of Duty, yeah. um, what else? Like Battlefield, Halo. Battlefield, Call of Duty, and Halo, I think were like the big three. Were the big three. Yeah. yeah. And so, you did you, when Rocket League first came out. Yeah. Is, is that when you started playing it? Yeah, so, um, so the, the interesting part with this, and so like this is why like the cues and stuff I think were not there yeah. to begin with for like their old game. Was that this is like a this was an indie studio like this is not like some big time like Activision yeah. or like someone who makes like, like big ass games. It yeah. was these are like small games made by small developers that like really were passionate about an idea. Mm-hmm. And when they first came out with this game, they spent so much making the game yeah. that they were like, "There's no way we can advertise it." And so it's such a cool idea with Rocket League is that um, their first month that it was out, or like the first couple months that it was out, yeah, they had actually. A PlayStation had brought up the the question to them of like, hey, we're doing this PlayStation Plus stuff for our PS4, mm. um, so we'll make your game free. You won't get any money for it, but it's mm-hmm. free advertisement. And they were like, screw sure. it, like we got to go for it. Yeah. Um, they went for it then. I picked it up then, and like wow. fell in love with it ever since. That's cool. Okay, okay. Yeah. And so, with that being said, how experienced would you say you are with Rocket League? Um, I know this is a very broad question, but you can answer it however you'd like. But. Yeah, um, I'm a very experienced player. Like I've been there for a lot of it. Um, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. stopped playing for probably a couple seasons. I think we're on season eleven now. Okay, um, okay. that's the same I, season as Fortnite. I don't huh? Know. Yeah, I think so. Wait, something like that. Eleven, really? Yeah. Has, before or, I, I guess season twelve now because we we just finished our last season. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, continue. Um, but yeah, so like we've, it's been. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's been a journey. It's been a journey. Yeah. Um, I'd say I'm 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 at the starting point for really really good players is what I would explain it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I became so there's we have a a tier system on yeah. ours. Um, yeah. Um, and it goes from bronze, which is the you know they started they're starting out. <laughs> they're starting, um, you don't even. Yeah, like, that's the best way I can explain it. Say, right? Like they're bro- they're bots. They're noobs. Yeah, <laughs> <You're> <laughs> trying to be nice, you know, <laughs> like. Um, yeah. But it goes all the way up to um, Grand Champ, which is like the highest point you can get in the game. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it's all about like just trying to be top 100. And like yeah. I'm not at top 100, but uh-huh. uh, a couple seasons ago, I've started consistently hitting uh, Grand Champ. So that's good. Yeah. So I'm about like, if I remember correctly, I think it was like now, I think at the time when I had hit it, it was like 0.3% of people had hit it that and so like now I'm at like 0.4% of people have been hitting it Bro, so that is so good and that's yeah. the entire world of the entire world yeah oh my god Christian I want to put you in perspective here that literally like the whole yeah there's well, I, I don't do math guys <laughs> but like I have, what's the population like how many people play this game Oh man, I couldn't tell you. There's is there's quite a Fortnite? there's quite a few. Um, like... It's probably less than Fortnite right now okay. still, That's but right. yeah. um, there's there's got to be like there's mm-hmm. there's consistently at least a good like I would say like maybe I, I think it's like they hit like a million or something like that a while ago. I don't know. There's there's quite a few I would say. Yeah. And you're point four. You're the population. Yeah. Percentage. Guys, do the math. What is that? <laughs> I don't know. Tell me in the comments <laughs> down below. But no, that's crazy because you you even beat the Koreans. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to be like you know, but Koreans <laughs> are really good at video games. Yeah, I think we we're talking about this at the Bo place, and to be that high of a level, like you have a lot of power. You know, but then we were talking about, it, and I don't want you to explain it here, but like, yeah. you know, not 
like you're not good good yeah no like I don't know. no that's really that. that's really the way i would explain it is like like at port, point four like mm -hmm. that is really good if you really think about it from like percentile percentage yeah, right like because yeah. you're you're less than or you know you're more than 99 yeah. or whatever um but at the end of the day like mm -hmm. this is where the grind starts for me is like um mm -hmm. if i want to go into competitive like mm -hmm. i would have to grind to try and get to top 100 or as yeah. close as i can mm -hmm. um and I guess the best way I can explain it is like for every rank that we have, mm -hmm. it comes with the thing we call MMR, which is uh, matchmaking rating. Rating, yeah. Um, a lot of games have that now. Yeah. And yeah. so for uh, Grand Champion, it's 1500 mm -hmm. MMR and then Bronze is zero, of <laughs> yeah. course. And so it's like the whole point is like top 100 players mm -hmm. by now have already reached 2000 MMR. So I'm at, there are 5000 more than I am. And that's the difference between like my rank mm -hmm. and like what is called like a, a like a plat one character, which is probably about a thousand MMR in mm -hmm. maybe maybe a little bit maybe a little bit more than that. Yeah. But so it's it's crazy to think about the difference. The difference, yeah. yeah. Excuse me. Um, the the competitive scene, like you were just talking about. Have you had experience with the competitive scene? Have you like what you've been doing? So I've been uh, entering tournaments that do have competitive players in it. Nice. Um, nice. Uh, sometimes you'll get bigger tournaments that you'll join in for qualifiers and stuff, yeah. which um, you'll get like pro players playing in stuff. Yeah, and do you like like you add, like pro like C nine and yeah, like Cloud Nine. Uh, you yeah. got. Uh, people like NRG stuff like that and yeah. like those are like the top teams and cool. so you get to like you have a chance to play against them yeah. or play against other people that have actually been in like the pro series of Rocket wow. League and that have maybe quit or retired or done whatever and yeah. they're just still around trying to like play just for fun but also still try and be in there competitively yeah yeah it's fun that way so in terms of what's the difference between the competitive Rocket League and the casual Rocket League um, like you could talk about gameplay. You could some talk about like there's a lot of different types. To be honest with you, uh -huh. uh, we have they they came out a little while ago with like yeah. a um, how would I explain it? It's like custom pack, I guess is what I would explain yeah, it. Um, so it's custom game modes, I guess. Uh -huh. um, they have hoops, which is more of like a basketball version of it. Like you um, just go through hoops through the You you you're you're not shooting for a goal that's on the ground level now. It uh -huh. is actually up in the air. So takes a little bit more ball control, a little bit more um, shooting angles. with angles and yeah. stuff like that to kind of get the ball up and Oof, over. That's hard. Um, and there is a community that mm -hmm. literally just plays ranked of that. And, like, they have their own community. They try and do, like, a, their own little small, like, prize pool money for that. Wow, wagers. Yeah. Um, there's that one. There's one for actually, like, a hockey version of one, mm -hmm. too. So, like, there's those kind of game modes that have, like, their casual playing but yeah. also have a very, like core ranked community for that for like trying to be like the top of that rank um then which one do you which one do you fall under i fall under just <laughs> a a ranked player sweaty <laughs> ranked player i guess sweaty. um sweaty ranked player yeah so yeah, i yeah. i try and play it pretty competitively at least for ranked which is yeah. sometimes good sometimes bad mm -hmm. um and then we have just a regular casual rocket league player which can range from someone who's just learning still mm -hmm. um, to someone who just likes to freestyle. We, yeah. There are crazy people out there that are just so good at controlling that ball yeah, and they can do crazy yeah, things with it that like you will never see in the like in a ranked game or like a competitive scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they do these things just because they want to and they're just like 
they're so good at it. Yeah, it's like the analogy for I don't even watch Fortnite, but it's, I play Fortnite. Yeah. Um, there's like the creative warrior. You can go into a thing called creative. Yeah. And do all these like neat building tricks and yeah. like everything, but you would never do it in like actual game. And there's some people who are insanely good at oh, that. Oh, they're gifted. Yeah. Yeah. But like I said, we they just don't do it in game, but like they're just mechanically. Uh, I think I'm gonna get this. I might get this wrong, so you might have to correct me on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, the be- best way I would explain those type of people is like, think of like the NBA with yeah. like this competitive players, and then like the Harlem Glo- Globetrotters. Yeah. I think is what Harlem they're called. Glo- Globe. I can't say Trotters. it. Yeah. Globetrotters. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Not either, yeah. So it's like that where they're just so skilled. They do all these things that yeah. I'm just like, you just are like, how did you do that? Like, how do you even have that much control to do something like that? Yeah. And they just do these things and like they post them, and I'm like, wow, this is insane. Yeah. But they the casual like they. Like, there are people that are, like, super low-ranked, mm-hmm. but they're just so good with their ball control and don't really care about ranks, don't really care about the competitive scene, that they just want to be so good at this thing to say that yeah. they could do it, so. See, and that, that's what intrigues me, is, like, I want you to talk about, like, the competitive scene and how much grind you have to put into it. It's like, it's a lot. I mean, um, since the game came out, mm. I think, like, maybe a year ago, one of the, like, pro players finally put out like how much he he had been putting through mm-hmm. and i think like one of the pro players it was like seven thousand hours and that's on like that mind you like that's on like mm-hmm. the low end of things yeah um like he also has other accounts on like playstation all these things that don't like yeah, they come smart cross play yeah, yeah like they don't they don't really show you just how much time he's put into the game mm-hmm. um but it's it's a lot of hours and like even taking a couple days off I, I already feel like completely off the game so like I can't imagine like people put in like their whole lives to try and get especially for a competitive That's scene like insane. the top top like those guys are putting in a grind of like every single day at least like six seven hours of like Jeez. just straight ranked play straight playing with the top players yeah like and like that's most of them like love to stream so like that's on top of them also streaming. The so streaming, like, yeah. you you have to realize like these guys are on streaming for four hours, five hours, and then they go with their team to uh-huh. do private scrims with other top players, or other top teams. Wow. Okay, for the audience that doesn't know streaming, I'll just explain. Streaming is like, um, if you guys ever heard, like there's platforms that you can stream on, kind of like Instagram Live, but more like you're streaming the game. You're recording yourself play a game. And some and a lot of people make a living off it. I think it now it's become a mainstream thing, right? Like with the esports. Yeah. Esports really big with that. Um, you have it with League of Legends, with Fortnite, with CS:GO, right? Like there's just so you have. I don't know the different types of streamers, but if I can like remember, you have the skilled one, right? Who's really like a person who's really skilled at the game, and people love watching because they're super skilled. Yep. Or you have the really like the personality shines, but yeah. they're decent at the game. Yeah, right. And my actually, this leads to my other question is for because I've never I haven't watched Rocket League streams except for yours when you when you stream. Sure. Is like, are is it the same around when it comes to Rocket League? Like with Fortnite, they have like I don't know if you're familiar <laughs> with Fortnite streamers, but like the funny ninja. Sure, like a Tim the Tap Man versus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, versus like a I don't know a competitive movement, sure like a competitive you know, chat or something yeah um, right. no it's exactly the same thing uh, okay. we have people like uh, Cloud Nine Squishy Muffins or Squishy uh, I know uh, <laughs> or they have uh, Energy Justin like these yeah. guys are like top players top ball control like mm-hmm. and they stream and like you're you're watching them because of how good they are like yeah. that's just how it is sometimes they'll have face cam sometimes they won't they sometimes they won't even talk it's just 
their gameplay really? and like people will fucking watch people that stuff watch that? oh yeah because like it's just stuff. yeah because yeah. people want to watch it to go and see like how are they doing what they do like yeah. what is it what is it that they are doing differently or what is it that's so interesting to see like this person who's just so good at their craft wow that's really good yeah and then we we have those people but we also have people like um we call him sunless con who's like really good with just like he does a lot of youtube videos for him so he does like a lot of things of like how how to be better like how to tips or like the informative yeah but he also has like he also has a lot of jokes with it too because like he's he's good but he's just like he hasn't hit, like, uh, I think he just recently finally hit Grand Champ and stuff. So he's, like, finally getting up into, like, the higher levels of things. Yeah. So, so he's it's really like, funny to see him. He's the higher, mid- mil- higher middle tier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then we have, like, a uh, another guy na- named John Sandman who's, like, just a super funny, super lovable guy. Just <laughs> Yeah, and he's just, like, he's, he's good. Like, don't get me wrong. It's just, like... Like, yeah. you see him and, like, people joke around with, like, him or, like, this other guy named Gibbs. Uh-huh. Like, they're just... They're players that are in a high rank, <laughs> but, like, they're just their, like, um, ball control and everything is just, like, how did you get here? <laughs> um, that was, like, the best <laughs> way you exactly, could explain it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. So, right. you know, and they, they have such a following just because right. they're, they're just so funny to, like, watch and, like, they uh-huh. do some really interesting and funny things on there. Mm-hmm. So, okay. yeah. That's what I was saying. Have you tried to uh stream have you tried to get into the streaming life you know what i i have slightly okay. i don't know i i won't say that like i've i've really given it like a good college try kind of thing um <laughs> but yeah. uh they it's it's something where it's difficult because uh-huh. you have to adjust to learning so many different aspects of it because you're focusing on the game and then you have to decide are you there to focus on the game or are you there to play a game mm. and joke with your followers or whoever is watching yeah. you yeah. um so it becomes a question of just like you were saying about like the people that are really good or just the people with personality yeah um so there is that and i think that mm-hmm. longevity wise it's a personality thing like you just have to have a personality yeah. to keep up with it um the gameplay can come mm-hmm. like that'll come and go and when those come like people can show up but mm-hmm. at the end of the day people will stay for the personality interesting um so yeah yeah. do you do you think people you think our society right now is like even deeper question but do you think our society right now underestimates like becoming a streamer or like being a streamer yeah i think so i i just i i think right now that comes with two things one Mm -hmm. is like people do expect that you can make a living with it but it's more of the question of like what are your what are the chances what are the odds that you have right like Uh I think it's starting to become a more open idea to stream, more open idea to like be in esports or being competitive, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it also comes with risk. It's just like doing a job or like going yeah. into cinematography or going into other things that yeah, um, are careers that are free float kind of thing. Free float is probably the best way to explain it, mm-hmm. where it's you're not guaranteed anything. You're just there and you have to grind for it. Yeah. Um, there are streamers that like talk about how they were super small and just one day they just popped up and like that just happens um but that's because they like grinded for like months and months years and years before they got to the position they did um very interesting so i don't know i just i think it's more acceptable to do it i just think that it's idea of how driven that person is to Mm. be a streamer as well as their support behind them because Mm. at the end of the day i think someone can do Anyone can do anything, yeah. but if they don't have the support behind them, it makes it 20 times harder and it just makes it a lot more stressful for them to actually 
do what they want to do. Yeah, that's interesting. Do you think uh, do you think there's more risk to becoming a streamer or more benefits, or do you think it evens out at a certain point? I think depending on like where you are, I guess where you're at. I think it really depends on what you're at or what you're doing in life. I mean, it just like I think if you feel like you have nothing to lose, mm-hmm. then go for it. Like I think that's a great idea. I think if you're going to not if you haven't really started or like mm-hmm. you barely have a community, like you're getting maybe two people watching you every single day. Yeah. Like I think you should do it, but calculate that risk. Like work somewhere and then do that and like sure. have a, just a, a schedule of when you're going to get on and actually do it yeah not just like quit your job yeah exactly because i like i'm not gonna lie like i think there are some play like some people that are on there that are like hey like i quit my job like i'm going for it and like it works for them like uh sunless con and stuff like uh-huh. he quit his job and like went for it what was he working on before dude? i'm not really sure to be honest oh, with you okay. but i know he he How's quit he? he's like late 20s 30s if anything and so like he quit his job did his thing yeah. like he was already kind of known in the community yeah uh, for what he does and then on top of that like he got a sponsorship from one of the organizations like in rocket league at the time mm-hmm. to just like he got paid to just go and show like that he still supports this team yeah. but at the same time he still makes whatever he wants to make yeah um yeah. but then there are other people that like have like three or four followers or something like that or like maybe they have a bunch of followers because they have a lot of friends but then they like stream and like no one's really showing up yeah that one's those ones are a little bit more difficult because like mm. i have seen people that are like oh well i got fired from my job or oh i quit my job mm. now help me become a streamer it's like that's not how this works like yeah. i don't i don't come through just because you asked me to you know yeah. it's like i'm here um, because i'm interested in your personality and if your personality wasn't there to begin with or yeah. like your gameplay doesn't show it why should I show up and spend, you know, a, a, a sub or a, my time on you to yeah. go and watch you just chill out and do whatever because you're not really sure what to do with your life. Yeah, do you, what, what type of personality do you think, like, these streamers need to have, like, qualities or traits to be, like, a successful streamer, do you think? I think what they need is they just need to be willing to talk to everyone mm-hmm. and, like, create, a spark conversation. And, like, I think one of the weirdest things with, uh, being a streamer or trying to stream is mm. that you are talking into your microphone into a screen and you're reading off a chat there is no other person on the other line talking to you in person that's true. you that's just get a bunch of messages you got to make something from that you know yeah. someone could be like hey haven't seen you in a while well you got to remember who that is you gotta remember their life like you gotta remember what you talked about with them it's like me talking to my barista i can't just like show up in a day and then they're like oh hey do you remember when i told you about this and i'm like i don't know what the hell you're talking about um yeah that's true you gotta you really gotta learn your community because people come back when they feel loved or feel like you care for them not because like you know it's just like oh yeah you're another person here thank you for being here i guess you know yeah i think people take that for granted yeah in the in the twitch community Okay, so I'm gonna switch like back to Rocket League a little bit. With Rocket League, is there any angle for you, or are you just playing it to casually enjoy yourself? You know, next chapter of your life, stuff like that. I think for right now, mm-hmm. um, it's more of just continuously trying to improve myself, mm-hmm. and then deciding really from there what I want to do. Um, I don't see it as something that will like take over my whole life yeah. in the sense of like because I, I have a lot of things that I'm trying to get going for me right now so yeah. for me it's the idea of like let's just get what I can here and like uh-huh. let's try and explore it let's try and 
you know, if there's a LAN that I could play with my team and like actually go somewhere and play, even for a small amount of money, mm-hmm. I think that's a fun experience because that'll be something that I'll always remember. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, it's not something that like I'm a hundred percent like this is my life, this is everything I'm doing True. because I am not at a spot yet where I can say that I'm one of the best. Mm-hmm. And I think if I hit top one hundred, if I consistently can hit that yeah maybe i can be like i can i can see myself living in this i can see myself doing this mm. but as of the moment i think that it's more reasonable to play in smaller tournaments with my team and like yeah try and learn from there or try and do that and just enjoy the game for what it is than trying to try to make a living off of it. trying to make a living off of it at the moment yeah, yeah. that's fair well you said you were part of a team right yeah what, what team is this uh it's called arc that's my team yeah ARC. yeah um, I mean, it consists of like me and two other players. And um, they're based in the East Coast. Yeah, so those two are more East Coast or um, Central, even. Yeah. So it's they're very far away from me. Um, yeah. But I've known them through the community and playing with them before. So. Yeah. Okay, this is a weird question. I mean, first, okay, so the reason I'm asking this, guys, is because when I play Fortnite, right, ping matters. Right. So I can't play with somebody who's on the East Coast because their ping is way different than my ping. My ping, like. Depending, because well, like depending on who plays with who, we'll be playing whoever. Yeah, people lag or do all that yeah, stuff, right? right? So doesn't that affect like playing with each other online? Doesn't affect your gameplay because you guys are from different regions, or so? No. Th- yes, it does, but yeah. it's it's not as much I think as you think. It probably does for at least for me. Yeah. Um, of course, like I have been blessed with some pretty nice Wi-Fi so far <laughs> that I've been yeah. paying for. So I'm like, all right, at least I can kind of hold out. Yeah. yeah. Um, but. East Coast is really where the Rocket League scene is popping right now. Mm-hmm. Like, That's where a lot of the esports. Yeah, a lot of esports actually in general, yeah. right? Um, and so for me to play mm-hmm. with them, um, especially for a game like that, everyone is East Coast. All the tournaments that we play is East Coast and all that yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. So I had to adjust to it. Um, I wouldn't say that there's a lot of like lagging or anything like that, but um, because Rocket League is a game where when something touches an item, that's when it moves. Yeah. Um, my response time will technically if i had the same response time as theirs yeah my i will always lose because mine is always delayed by a second or so exactly yeah um so i have to kind of read the plays a little bit better if anything it actually has made me a lot better better, because you kind of have to force yourself to like learn okay in this position where would he be and then have to play a a counter to that yeah and that's crazy because you're in champions yeah (laughs) jeez that's literally how i have to do it yeah yeah so imagine just playing the east coast and wow you'd be so yeah i feel like you'd be so much better yeah that's cool that's cool okay thank you for that um okay so i think that is it for that segment um and for the podcast itself but before we leave today um any piece of advice for young adults listening to this uh, you know 18 well, I don't even know the age range now at this point but you know adults 18 ranging from our age you know, to 23 um, any advice for them any advice for life any advice for you know going through things yeah I mean honestly like every experience that you go through mm-hmm. is always going to shape you as a person mm-hmm. and I think that anything from good or bad could shape you to be better or for worse that's about not taking things for granted Um, so yeah I I think that just any type just going through and like seeing any opportunities that you go through any things that you live through like Mm -hmm. 
taking them in the most positive of ways, even if they're not. And though it sucks, like at the end of the day, you're still going to have to go through another day of it. So why not make it the best instead of making it the worst? So thank you for that. Awesome. Yeah. I like that piece of advice. Uh, do you have an Instagram that people can follow you at? Sure. What's um, your, uh, you got to say out loud at, uh, I know I gotta, <laughs> this. I gotta pull it up <laughs> because it's been a while. Are you active on Instagram? Uh, I'm starting to be. I'm trying to take oh. more pictures and stuff recently. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, I remember that. Um, it's uh, <laughs> it's Catarazzo, which is okay. K A D U R A Z Z O. Okay. Yeah. Wait, how do you say? I I the way I've said it was Catarazzo, but Catarazzo. Okay, yeah. that's cool. All right, guys. If you guys want any questions, even if you guys have any questions, have any concerns, or uh, just want to know more about his life, yeah, uh, hit him up on his Instagram. Um, go ahead, and say it one more time. Uh, Catarazzo at K A D U R A Z Z O. Lit. All right, guys. Hey, guys. I want to thank you guys for joining in the podcast today, Christian. I want to thank you for coming by to my messy house. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for having me on yeah. the floor with me today. Um, but guys, yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful day, guys. Stay positive. Keep thinking what you're doing, and remember that you know uh, people our age we're all dealing with our own stories, our own life stories. Um, but you're not in it alone. And that's what this podcast is made for. So I hope you guys have a great day. We'll see you guys next time. Peace out.